Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Monday, June 20th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Homes and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned Full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuynik, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. I am back from my vacation and ready to roll, and then Colin's heading out on Friday uh, as we kind of just roll through the summer with our vacations. Happy to be back, and a great week for you guys last week. Capped it off with a great show at the great two-hour show at the 7-on-7s at Martinsburg. Got to talk to a lot of coaches and players. Yeah, it was a uh, pretty good time. It was warm and windy but other than that i think it was a as you said uh spencer great show and looking forward to the football season how about you nick yeah i mean how can you not look forward to football season and uh get to hear from a lot of the different coaches that i thought all have a lot to be excited about and are excited about what they have coming back um it'll be interesting to see how the epac plays out this year martinsburg I still think is at the top, but they do lose a lot from last year. But as we know, they don't really rebuild. They retool. So, yeah. you know, they should be fine based on the success of the program. But, you know, those teams following them, we didn't see Jefferson or uh, Hedgesville. But out of the teams we saw, we know Spring Mills has a young core coming back. Washington is trying to kind of get over the hump uh, and get above 500 and, you know, it was good to hear from them, and Musselman's kind of trying to recover from last year. So it was a good show. It was good to see those guys on Friday. Yep, and now we're going to move it over to what we have been broadcasting and will be broadcasting throughout the summer, Legion Baseball. We're joined by Berkeley Post 14 Hornets manager Trip Tobin. You guys 3-1 and one on the weekend at the Western Maryland Appalachian Classic. Fell short in the semifinal, but it was a great weekend overall. Well, I mean, it was a great weekend offensively. You know, we, we played really well, you know, hit swung the bat well. Um, you know, we're still not, um, you know, throwing the baseball as well as we'd like to. Our team RA is not quite where it needs to be, you know, to be competitive uh, on, you know, on Sundays or during the big games, um, you know, after uh, playing two or three games in a row. But it's a pretty, you know, it's a tough time of the season to, guys were off for a couple weeks and they come right back in and legion throws you into a a pretty harsh schedule um you know to get to get a lot of opportunities in and then of course with the three-week period like you talked about with the seven on seven the things we've got some you know some kids that are that are doing double duty here so their bodies are they're really taking a, a beating here but um you know they're young and uh, pushing pushing themselves a little bit, and hats off to that. But you know we're doing best we can to keep these guys healthy and not um, overworked, but in the same sense try to get them lots of opportunities to swing the bat and run the bases and uh, you know play the field and play in some you know some some high level games, uh, next level games. So you know we've got to, we've got to fix the uh, the sore arms, and I think that'll come as they you know, get more accustomed and conditioned to the uh, to summer schedule. So far, so good uh, record-wise. Is the team uh, where you expected it to be early on here this year? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we could be, 
you know, eight and two. If it wouldn't, you know, if you know, we had a real tight game with um, with Frederick. You know, we, we took it on the chin with the, you know, a pretty good buzz all over there, and uh, you know, shut us down. Lost in extra innings. Um, you know, Leesburg's a great team that we lost to yesterday. Um, we just got out hit. You know, believe it or not, I didn't think I'd say that much. You know, um, but we got out hit by Garrett and their guy just kind of. Through strikes, we flew out a lot. Um, 380 to deep center, we hit a lot of balls that um, were just real long outs. You know, as you'll hear the kids say, they caught a lot of barrels um, early in the game, and it was a real tight game. But um, it was a pitching battle up until I think the fifth inning. I think the last two and a half innings, 20 runs were scored after we only scored a handful. You know, between both teams, the first few innings. But you know, pitching got starts to play. Um, you know, when when you get into those types of tournaments. But, you know, yeah, I mean, when I looked at the schedule and everybody thought that we had, you know, possibly, you know, and we do have a great team, don't get me wrong, but um, I think you can't ever over or underestimate some of the teams that are on our schedule. And I didn't expect us to be, you know, 12-0 and 0 at this point by any means, but it doesn't get much easier. I mean, we get Funkstown, who's got piles of state tournament or state championship banners over there. And then over the weekend, Leesburg's back in the, the uh, tournament in Frederick and, uh, you know, St. Mary's is over there in Spurn Park and uh, Norchester, maybe not St. Mary's, excuse me, but Norchester, Pennsylvania's reigning state champ is in there. So, you know, we seek out good competition. And um, and so I believe that, you know, our record won't be what people think it should be when you look at the roster. But I think when you look across the field, you'll see the type of uh, competition that we're playing and, it's like high school each day, you know, you can't put your, your ace or what you would consider your ace on the mound every day. So you have to win, you know, the games with your two and three and four guys as well. And and for us, six, seven, eight guys. <laughs> and you talk about your pitching there. And, you know, I've been looking at some of the stats on Game Changer and whatnot. And obviously it, it kind of takes a little bit of time when you take a couple weeks off to get back into a pitching routine. But it seems like so far this season, it's been a whole kind of pitching by committee for your team rather than, you know, one or two guys kind of going the distance each game. It seems like you're kind of getting everybody into each game just to kind of get their arms back to where they need to be. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a couple of years ago when COVID hit and uh, John Lowry Jr. was on the staff with us, you know, now we have Sam Walls both have a, a very similar uh, style, you know, of kind of working these guys back in 30, 40, 50 pitches. Sometimes it's, you know, to save pitching possibly, but a lot of times it's just for, you know, these guys can, you know, they want an inning or two to, you know, to build up to three or four. So, you know, we're not necessarily always saving pitches, pitchers like we threw Jason Myers on Friday, 30 or 40 pitches, and he was eligible to come back, but, you know, we didn't bring him back because, you know, we're trying to work him back off and, off of a, of a little bit of an arm injury or, you know, a, a soreness there. So, you know, Baden Hartman's playing football and throwing a lot of football, and he threw a few pitches on Saturday and or Friday, and he was able to come back. But, you know, that wasn't a smart move. He was a little sore. So, I mean, when you look at those stats, sometimes you just see, like, you know, pieces and parts of it. But then you get guys like Herndon and Bohr and Rue West who – you know, that they don't throw, you know, quite as hard. They're lefty. They move the ball in and out. They're not quite as – not a lot of chaos going on in their movements, and uh, they're able to go a little bit longer. So you see them eating up innings, and, um, and then a lot of times they'll play, you know, pitch or something to play in games. So, you know, when you look at the stats, they're a little 
you know, it's not necessarily are they playing lesser competition at times, but I mean, you know, um, when you look at uh, Edwards or even uh, Reed or Dylan who threw against Leesburg, there's no doubt that's a little different than throwing against Calvert or, um, you know, another team that's not quite as loaded. So, you know, they're deceiving as to what, what the guys are doing, but I've got a lot of faith that we're going to get get these guys on the right path. Um, three or four of the guys are going down to Sam's uh, indoor batting facility, and they're going to start a little bit of a workout program to kind of strengthen them up a little bit and stretching program. So we need to be strong in July, you know, late July. Right now we're we're feeling our way through, but we're, we're where we need to be offensively, just not quite, you know, pitching right now. Trip, you guys were uh, three and one over the weekend. What were some uh, highlights that you saw from the team? Well, I mean, they jumped out on um, Winchester. You know, it took us a couple innings to get going. They had a decent, you know, pitcher on the mound, spotting the ball up pretty well. And um, you know, big fields up there, three eighty, three ninety deep center. I mean, it curls around in the corners a little bit, but it stays deep in the in the alleys. So, um, you know, we needed to hit some hit some balls in the gaps, keep the ball on the ground, and move some runners. We started doing a couple situational things, hitting behind the runners. We bundled a little bit, starting to add that into our um, offense and feeling each other out. Um, we run a good bit. You know, we worked on steals on Tuesday night uh, at practice, and we had a got a little batting practice on Friday, so we're starting to work on our leads. So some of the things are starting to, uh, to work, uh, starting to sink in as far as that goes, and we're starting to sink a little bit as a team. Um, I really liked, I mean, we could talk about a lot of stats. We could talk about hitting or pitching, but I, what I really liked was, you know, we did have, you know, plenty of players there this week. And that, that was, means that they're buying in, of course, and they're making the trip, not making excuses. But they also understood the only nine guys could be on the field. So at times, you know, I mean, Cammy and Gonzalez set out a whole game. Reed sets out a game. Chase Herndon sets out a game. I mean, those things are unheard of for those guys in their career. But, you know, great uh, teammates. And um, Unity's coming along there with these trips. You know, they're able to hang out, eat some wings with each other, see them all at the table together, going to the bowling alley afterwards. is It's also a big part of summer baseball, but um, that's a part that people really don't see. What's it like uh, just trying to keep a whole bunch of pitchers healthy whenever you're having to play uh, five or six games throughout a weekend? Well, you know, it's frustrating as can be, you know, for me as, as the manager, knowing that we're going to, someone's going to answer to the wins and losses is certainly going to be me, but, um, you know, at that point, but, uh, it's, you know, speak, you know, it's like, again, Sam, uh, you got Dylan Stevens, whose dad's in the dugout helping us and Mike Boer's dad or uh, Trevor Boer, who helped Trevor Boer's dad, Mike, who helps out a good bit. And, uh, you know, having those guys in there and hearing the conversations and, and knowing that that we're looking at arm care first, um, I think that's you know as, as a as a manager and with a heartless manager, you would just be like you know go out there and grind it out. But that's not where we're. we got a lot of guys who can throw. Um, but yeah, I mean it's a little it's, it hurts a little bit when their their arms are hurt. And um, but you have to in the summer you know play the caution game and not chase you know a plaque or a first place plaque you know early in the season. And uh, and plus, it, it really helps us. When you look at our pitching, we, we're pushing. You know, we're throwing a lot of people. Rally Bub threw a, a bullpen on Saturday. He wasn't going to pitch on Saturday, but threw a bullpen while we were there. And uh, even Landon Sifford's thrown a little bit. So all these guys, you know, want We're not really. What's the good thing about it too is they're all getting opportunities to play different positions instead of being locked in at short or at third or a catcher. You know, as they move on to the 
to the uh, um, college ranks, you know, Coach Hollenbach was up there and guys from Fairmont State and all said they've got a lot of right fielders who are, you know, four-year high school shortstops and pitchers, uh, you know, so, you know, that just goes to show you that uh, these guys need to be uh, versatile and utility guys if they're going to, you know, find their way at the next level in the field. And you have two players that are on your team that are heading to a multi-college camp tomorrow in Richmond, one of the teams there, JMU. What players are those? Uh, Dylan Stevens and Jason Myers. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason why Dylan and Jason didn't throw. Dylan didn't throw at all this weekend. Jason threw a little bit on Friday because he wanted a little bit of a warm-up, but they were basically two guys that we had scratched off of our, you know, our rotation for the weekend so that they would go – to that camp 100% healthy. And that's things, another, another thing that, you know, the, that, that the game changer and the stats don't show is, you know, the big picture of summer baseball, of getting these guys, uh, their reps and getting them seen and getting them to these camps or getting in front of these coaches and, you know, playing to their strengths and not their weaknesses when those guys are there. So those guys were basically scratched off uh, the rotation, except for the short stint that Jason had on Friday for a warm up, But, yeah, you know, um, two more guys that weren't uh, eligible, well, eligible, but weren't going to be throwing much this weekend in a five, you know, four-game set. That that took us back a little bit. And then, um, you know, Colin Reed's a little bit beat up. You know, his body's a little banged up. And uh, so, you know, he had a short stint on the mound. So, you know, we were in you – know, on paper, we were in a great position on Saturday to win it all. But believe it or not, you know, we were – it's hard to believe we were a little short in the pitching side, but it was all because of caution. Hartman's arm was hurting, throwing footballs, throwing those two guys were out. So, you know, um, unless you're in there and see it, but you don't expect us to ever chase a win, you know, over what's best for the kids. And uh, and that's why we tell them beginning of the year, you need to be 100% balled in for the area state tournament because playing up to that is similar to high school baseball. We're all going to make the area tournament, but we want to be there healthy. We want to we want you to reach your individual goals at that time. We want some team unity, and uh, you want to give everybody a lot of opportunities. Is what the first 25 games are about. Trip, uh, you guys are back at home Wednesday against Funkstown. Uh, what, what do you expect out of that matchup? What do you kind of want to see the guys uh, do against them? <laughs> Well, last year we went up there. I mean, we've had some really good battles with them last year. It was the first time we ever really got them, you know. We we caught them on an off day and hit the ton, hit the cover off the ball. Bear Horowitz was with us, and Kyle West was with us, and Josh Rush, and uh, Colin Reed off, you know, found the other side of the fence, and we just had everything clicking game one and then game two, different pitcher, different day, and it took us about, I think, nine innings of a seven-inning game on a doubleheader on a hot day to, to finally win. And, again, it was a – you know, one of the big names in the lineup with the West who hit a big, uh, I think, a two-run shot that finally finished them off in extra innings. But that being said, you know, they know that we're a competitive team. They're not going to come over across the state line without bringing some bringing some guys with us, knowing that uh, we play each other pretty tight. Um, I look for, you know, Edwards to kind of step in and throw a few innings on Wednesday night again, give us a chance to heal up. Um, I think uh, Hartman will be at the WVU seven-on-sevens and uh, – couple of our guys are at the beach this week. We'll get Camby back. Um, so we'll start to see a couple of different faces as people move in and out. But I expect a really good game out of those guys, you know. Um, maybe not the roster that Leesburg brings, but they're going to bring enough talent here to certainly push our buttons. All right, Trip. And, so, oh, you going to finish something there, Trip? 
I just wanted to tell you, you know, I, you know, offensively, you can't. I mean, they're these guys are just, just smashing the baseball, and I hope that Wednesday night they can continue to do that. Um, and at the same time, also, you know, mix in some team baseball and move some runners and and uh, and bunt and understand that we played the Garrett team, and Coach Garrett, or excuse me. The college coach from Garrett, Coach Hollenbach, his son bats third for that team, plays shortstop, does some pitching. And two games against them, he was batting in three-hole. I think he had at least four hits at that point. There's two for two that day, had two for four day earlier in the week, or earlier in the weekend, and um, came up in a situation. I think it was mental first and second or something. And I'd be daggone if he didn't bunt. So, you know, I think it was a lot. And I told our guys, I said, you know, here's a three-hole guy who we're all the way back on the grass, and he, you know, unselfishly sees a way to either move the runners up or, you know, get on base without hitting it over the fence. And uh, and I said, that's a college coach's, you know, son. So, I mean, you sometimes you just have to have lose to learn sometimes you have to you know there's a lot of learning that goes on you know during those games and we, we kind of coach on the fly considering that practices are kind of limited right now with jobs and other things as well so, great oh. great team they're a great bunch of boys there you did know, it again they're going to be good <laughs> trip tobin our guest manager for the berkeley post 14 hornets will be out there on wednesday 6 40 pregame 7 p.m first pitch against Foxtown. and uh thanks for coming on trip and we'll see you wednesday Thank you. See ya. That was Trip Tobin, manager there for the Berkeley Post 14 Hornets. Apologize. I cut in on him a couple times. So, you know, you take a week off and you lose a little bit there, Colin. You got aggressive. Me? Yeah, you got well, aggressive he, there. I mean, which works for baseball. Yeah. You need to be aggressive. Yeah. I mean, he just he kind of paused and I was like, maybe he's done. But Trip's got a lot to say. So we let him say what he wants to say. Uh, but again, we'll be there on Wednesday for. Berkeley post 14 versus uh, Funkstown post 211. And that'll do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll get into the, uh, I guess, some local D.C. stuff. Ron Rivera and the commanders fined for OTAs. And Bradley Beal has been quiet lately. What's going to happen with him and his contract in D.C.? We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. And we've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. 
At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. What do you get when the longest, hardest, widest runway in the state of West Virginia is asked to host the 250th birthday of Berkeley County? A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness an afternoon of fun, music, and finish with the largest fireworks show worthy of a 250-year-old. Visit Eastern West Virginia Regional Airport on Sunday, July 3rd with gates opening at 2.50 p.m., of course. We'll have food trucks, libation, and something for all ages as we celebrate Berkeley 250. Go to berkeleywv250.com and click on events to get the full lineup of fun. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountain, Shenandoah River. Life is old there. Welcome old back day. to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, June 20th, West Virginia Day, and it's the 239th, maybe, I don't know, 1863, I believe, is the year. Uh, but happy West Virginia Day here in the state of West Virginia. Uh, it's birthday, so... Got to celebrate that. The one time I'll play Country Roads on the show. I don't like to play it. I hear it way too much at every other sporting event. It's a good so song. We've got to retire it for the show and blend other kind of songs out there. Yeah, always Country Roads. Cue Country Roads. Exactly. Especially against Marshall. <laughs> I don't know. It's in your cue Thunderstruck. Know. Yeah, it's in your Thunderstruck. Yeah. I don't want to hear that song, though. I've, I heard it a little too much last week. <laughs> All right, let's get into some NFL talk. Marshall here? No. Summer Bowl? No. Thundering Herd Summer Bowl? No. No. It's a little game called Thunderstruck. Uh, the NFL has fined the commanders. Uh, it says commanders coach Ron Rivera $100,000 and stripped the team of two OTA practices in 2023 for uh, conducting excessive conduct in spring drills, according to ESPN's Dan Graziano. Uh, the NFL Players Association reviewed practice video on June 1st and June 8th per request to the commanders and informed the NFL's management council that it felt those practices violated the collective bargaining agreement's, quote, prohibitation uh, against live contact, end quote. The council, after reviewing the practices, agreed. And then this news coming out um, on June 16th, Mike McCarthy fined $100,000 in Dallas docked uh, to practices for 2023 OTAs. Uh, so two NFC East teams there. And uh, I find, find this kind of interesting because I was seeing some of the uh, media people's tweets and they were saying that they've, you know, they've been there for years and they were saying that it didn't seem any different than years past. So I'm kind of mind boggled at the way that know. this is happening. Maybe rules changed in the NFL this year that people overlooked. I don't want to obviously speculate because I don't know too much about the uh, incidents that occurred to cause the uh, fine. All I know is that Washington got fined and now we're losing uh, two for next year. But I don't know how much that will actually hurt them. Yeah, it probably doesn't hurt you too much, I don't think, but still something that 
could hurt development in terms of rookies and younger guys, you know, missing those OTA practices, but it is just two practices. So how much do you really gain from two practices in the NFL? I don't know. I've never been to an NFL, or I've never been a member of an NFL practice. I've been to training camp before, but uh so I wouldn't know like if I spent two practices in, in the NFL OTA, would I get like way better? I don't know. Probably get destroyed, but I suppose it could make me a little bit tougher, maybe. So yeah, uh, I make you realize you never want to do it again. Yeah, I probably wouldn't survive today too. Would be my guess. But also, with these new restrictions, how much contact would there be? Could I do it? Yeah, it's true. I just kind of find it kind of interesting that two of the NFC East coaches were fined for this. Um, there were probably a couple other teams as well. But what I found really interesting is the Cowboys, at least, I guess, any any practices, let me see if it has a date for theirs. Um, I don't even see dates that they were given. Like the Commanders one gave a date, uh, but this one did not give a date for uh, when the practices occurred. Hmm. Um, but they did instead of uh, – so McCarthy cut the Cowboys minicamp uh, down to three practices uh, to one last week, and they did not – but did not have to do with the penalty. So that had nothing to do with the penalty. He just wanted to do that. And they held a team team building event at Top Golf on Wednesday. Uh, so I don't know what that was all about, but that was kind of cool that they went to Top Golf. And they went to Top Golf in like their team shirts. So they had like their names on the back, which you don't really see when you're, you know, you see players out and about. Yeah, because they, they like to go. Tip, I mean, but that's usually when they're with friends and family. I yeah, feel like that's true. If the, you're going with the team, you want to rep the team. Definitely. Uh, I don't know if you guys talked about this. Uh, it did come out on Thursday. Obviously, I think it came out later, and you probably did not talk about it on Friday. Uh, the Commanders announced their training camp this year, and they are not going to Richmond, Virginia, which is kind of weird to me because they've been going for almost ten years now. And they're going to host uh, the training camp will run from July 27th to August 18th and will feature a free practice event at FedEx Field and a series of practices in Ashburn, Virginia. The commander's training camp uh, will allow fans at FedEx Field on Saturday, August 6th from 645 to 9 p.m. with gates opening at 430. The event is free to the public. Fans can get their tickets on Ticketmaster. Uh, first come, first serve. Additionally, club-level tickets will be available for season ticket members, suite owners, sponsors, and other invited guests. Um, it'll be kind of a big free thing, which is kind of similar. I think they did one last year. Not really. They kind of did like the – or maybe they did it after the name change where they did the tailgate thing. Did they do that? Yeah, they had that outside during yeah, that yeah. day. Yeah, with yeah. Some sort of fan fest for the name change. During the period of July 27th to August 18th, the team will host a series of practices in Ashburn for which team fans can sign up for a chance to attend in a, for, in a, through a fan lottery system closer to training camp. Fans will be able to view the schedule of dates and select days they want to enter the lottery system for, uh, which is kind of interesting. They're not making that portion open to fans. They're only making one open to fans. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I would go to Ashburn every end of july early august and watch training camp and there was thousands of people there there wouldn't be now but <laughs> kind of interesting how be. things have changed training camp uh has become less of an event in the nfl because i know the ravens used to have open training camp practices too and i remember going to those but 
since they've changed locations, they haven't had as many. They just have them at M&T Bank every once in a while. Hmm. So, Interesting. I don't know, maybe it's like a league-wide thing. It could be. And the commanders stay in the news, this time for negative, as always. It's like once or twice a week there's something negative. This coming out at 11.58 a.m., according to ESPN. Uh, commander's owner, Dan Center, again rebuffs House Oversight's Committee invitation to testify in workplace culture investigation. Uh, so he has said once again he is not coming. I believe Roger Goodell will speak at the event that is uh, Wednesday, June 22nd. Uh, so again, Roger Goodell going to bat for his, his, I guess, essentially the owners pay him. So he works for the owners when you think about it. So he's going to bat for Snyder. Yeah. Uh, kind of interesting goes. there. I just, I don't know. I just wish Snyder would do this. If you're correct that uh, Goodell's going, I'm surprised because I thought neither of them would go. I I didn't think so either, but I did see a tweet last week. Uh, it says uh, Roger agreeing to testify is not nothing. So could be something. We'll have to wait and see on Wednesday, even Thursday, what that transpires to be. Uh, but a lot of Commander's News coming out here keep you updated about uh the testify about roger goodell testifying on wednesday which will be a huge be a huge news piece there uh let's stay with nba or stay with the dc area move to the nba uh bradley beal has been quiet on where what he wants to do in free agency will he stay or will he go should he stay or should he go should he go guys well i'm bringing this up because bradley beal uh i guess was interviewed a couple on saturday i think it was or something but he had said like or they asked him how does he think free agency is going to be, and he said crazy as always. And then they asked about his situation, and he said the same thing. So, you know, him not confirming or denying if he's going to be in D.C. is kind of interesting, I think, because he's always said in the past that he wants to be here or in D.C. and play for the Wizards. So I got a news coming out two hours ago via CBSSports.com 2022 NBA free agency update. Bradley Beal has made up his mind on the playing future won't reveal his decision per report. So he's already made up what he wants to do. He has a $36.4 million player option for the upcoming season, which he is widely expected to decline, uh, but he could get that max deal just south of $250 million five years. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of money to pass up. So it's hard to imagine him going somewhere else, but also we know the Wizards aren't the best team in the league. They're probably not going to attract another star player to play with Beal, even though they do kind of have a decent young core that with maybe two superstars could make a run in the playoffs. I don't know, though. How how do you judge Bradley Beal? Because he hasn't really been like a guy that's been in the playoffs and had a ton of success on his own. But where he's still an put, all-star caliber player. Yeah, he's player. an all-star player, but where would you put him in terms of a tier list in terms of guys yeah, who want to play with Brad Beal as the number two option? Maybe I mean, as the, the number Heat three. are still in there. Right. Heat really want him, according to what I'm what I'm seeing. So I think that could make some sense. They would still need, you know, that would be a team of Kyle Lowry, Bradley Beal, Jimmy Butler, Bam. I mean, that's a really solid lineup. Plus, what they already have. If they, I don't know if Lowry's a free agent or not, so they might have to move on from him and go to Tyler Hero. But either way, I think that's that would be a good fit. Um, you know, I I don't see him passing up to that contract and how much money he can make no, with the Wizards. Yeah, I mean that's just a lot of money right there, two hundred fifty. But million. if he, he already can't. made up his mind and he's saying he's not revealing it, wouldn't you feel like 
if it's sticking with the Wizards, not to worry the Wizards or the fan base that he'd come out and say that? Well, the Wizards would know his decision probably if it was staying in Washington. Why wouldn't you make that public, though, if that's your current team? Just not to worry them or the fan base. According Here, according to The Athletic, Beal, with still more than a week to go before the opening of free agency, has already made up his mind about his playing future, but won't reveal his decision for the time being because it would be, quote, as The Athletic worded it, quote, improper to discuss any potential future contract while he's still fulfilling his current contract, end quote. That's got me thinking he's leaving. Right? If he says that, I don't think he's coming back to D.C. That's what I'm leaning towards. That's kind of how it looks when you read in between the lines, but it's hard to really tell you know, what, what these guys are going to decide on or why they haven't announced it. So if he leaves, you know, it, I don't think it's super surprising. It seems like people have said for years he should leave, but he's always said that he wants to be with the Wizards. So I, I would kind of feel angrier about it because i feel like if he wanted to leave the wizards could have traded him at some point and got something and now at this point i mean they could still get to do a sign and trade which might yeah. end up being what happens but they're not going to get as much in that situation so they will not get as much in that situation but we'll find out june 30th 6 30 p.m is when players can start uh negotiating their new contracts with their agents and with the other and as teams. we know nothing's final until a few days later because exactly. several players have now gone back on their word and not gone to teams recently that is very true that'll do it for this segment of sports mix sponsored in part by orsini's home store not just an appliance store any longer cabinets and designer bedding outdoor living it is family owned and operated at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsinis.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll check in on the Stanley Cup and a one of the top capitals. He uh, could be in for a long recovery from a very interesting surgery. That We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. But I I'm Annette McDonald, and I am the designer at Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available, too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's.com. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. Golf season is right upon us. Hi, I'm Ron Springer, head golf professional at the Woods, and I'm excited to announce the, the sixth annual Tournament of Champions back for another exciting year. This year's tournament schedule here at the Woods is bigger than ever, so gather up your buddies to try to qualify for the area's biggest golf event. A list of the many qualifying tournaments held here at the Woods can be found at thewoods.com or by calling 304-754-7222, or you can also find the list in Round the Panhandle magazine. Have fun and benefit the community. 
Not sure where to go or who to trust with your flooring project? And start with Trips Flooring, proudly serving the area for more than 25 years. Specializing in floor sanding and refinishing, along with installation of new flooring, including hardwood, tile, vinyl, laminate, carpet, and the hottest trend in flooring luxury vinyl, tile, and luxury vinyl plank. Are you on a budget? Check out their warehouse, cash and carry, or call 304-229-7009, or visit them online at tripsfloorsanding.com. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back into this edition of the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR. And TV 10, Spencer Winnick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin hanging out with you today. I'm back from vacation. So, no, I did not leave. I was here the whole time. Nobody was worried uh, you never about know. you leaving. People, that, you never know. All right, well, we'll get into some Stanley Cup talk. Uh, the Stanley Cup finals going on right now. Game two was Saturday night, and now the Avalanche lead 2 nothing after a 7 nothing drubbing at home on Saturday night. Now the series will shift to Tampa Bay as the Lightning will try to get one here in Game 3 as they're already down 2 nothing, and you never want to go down 3 nothing. They're at home, and they're favored in this one, according to Caesar Sportsbook. Uh, it's been... It's been an interesting series. They've been the Lightning have been outscored now eleven to nothing, or excuse me, eleven to three. They lost in overtime, game one, four to three. Andre Burakovsky scoring the game winner there in overtime, uh, but a four three game to a seven nothing game is a big swing for a team. Yeah, it's a huge swing, but Tampa gets to go home now, so that'll, as you say, help them, and that's probably why they're favored tonight. But I still like. Uh, Colorado, especially after that game two seven nothing uh win uh possibly even win tonight, and if they do, I think this series is uh over and there they could be without Braden point the lightning as he is a game time decision head of game three tonight. He uh did not take part in the team's morning skate. He returned the lineup in game one against the avalanche after missing the previous two rounds uh but he's kind of still slow getting back uh Riley Nash would be uh, would get there would be in his position, uh, but Avalanche, who's the guy that scored two goals for him, just mentioned him the overtime winner in Game One. Andre Burakovsky, he scored a breakaway goal on Saturday night, and uh, he got hurt in I believe the second period of that one, and uh, he did not travel to uh, Tampa Bay, so he will be out. I, I would presume that means he's out at least Game 3 and Game 4 unless he travels later. I, I don't know how that will work, but that's a big loss. Yeah, big loss for Colorado, and hopefully uh, Burakovsky's okay being the uh, former capital there. Yeah, uh, former capital there. Well, now that will transition us to the Capitals. Uh, Caps veteran center Nicholas Baxham at 34 now undergoes a serious surgery on his left hip. Uh, that was being performed in Belgium. Uh, he will begin his rehab and a lengthy recovery process. I believe that they put that they had said immediately. Um, that's concerning because I believe it could be like a six seven month injury. Plus, Tom Wilson probably out until December or January. I that, didn't even think about that initially, but I just did when I was thinking who's out. That and let's be honest. How many years of Nicholas Backstrom do the Capitals have left? 
I don't know. And with a major surgery like this, even if he does come back for a few years, is he going to be the same? And right now I think the answer is, unfortunately for Capital fans, no. A guy with Backstrom's age, even though he is pretty talented, trying to come back from injuries, age, it's tough. Didn't he just have an injury, too, that he had to come back from this past season? Well, that's what it was. The first yeah. Yeah, he missed That's the first couple from, months now of it's the, the surgery. season last year. Yep. So, yeah. I, I think the Capitals are in a situation where they're, they have a lot of older players that seem to be kind of getting beat up a little bit and they might need to not go into a rebuild because you still have Alex Ovechkin who is at the end of his prime but very much playing at a high level and you have a lot of good pieces on your team but try to find a way to get some younger guys in but – Nobody's going to take on a guy like Backstrom, I'm presuming has a pretty good contract yeah. and is an older player coming off of now back-to-back hip injuries. So it's a very tough situation for the Caps, but they got to try to find, I think, somebody or some way to acquire some younger talent uh, that won't cost them too much. And I don't know where they can get that from. Maybe some sort of trade involving Oshi or something. I mean – Somebody that has value, but he's yeah, had injuries know. too, so I really... Yeah. Today they know. just re-signed a forward. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his uh, last name correctly. Leeson, I think. Brett Leeson? Yeah, they just re-signed him uh, today, I believe I saw, that for the capital, So Depth guy there could be uh, could be big for them. Uh, and, but I was looking at Nick Backstrom's contract, so he's on their contract for three more seasons, 22-23, and then he's a un, uh, unrestricted free agent. Um, I couldn't see him playing after that. I, I don't – yeah, I don't either, but, I mean, I think he finishes his career in Washington. Yeah. I mean, I think we might have I mean, at that how point. How old is he going to be then? I feel like he'd retire He's there. 34 right now, so he could be like a Ryan Zimmerman situation where you're 36 and you're retiring. It's a completely different thing, but yeah. I, I think that's when he retires. He'll be 37 at the end of his contract. If you're under contract, most of the time you're not going to retire. But you I, I mean, when the contract ends in yeah, three yeah, years. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm saying, you, I mean, unless they were to reach like an injury settlement or something like that. Yeah. But I don't know if it's that significant. That I'd be surprised if he retired now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he'll probably try to give it a go coming going yeah. forward. Uh, but that could that the thing is though the nhl's got this weird salary uh where their cap isn't really that big i think it's going up this year i think it came out last week it was going up this year for the first time in like three seasons uh but you have the way that they do it is like you have to have a you can only have a certain number on your team and he could be at a point where i believe he's making six million this year against the cap that could hurt them trying to get replacements for him mm-hmm. and Tom Wilson for the you know the duration of time they'll be out. That could be something huge to look forward to. Uh, the Caps do have 21 players, or excuse me, I believe 22, 23 here. Uh, they need to sign, I believe, a few more people. Uh, they only have, I think, 11 players under contract, potentially. Uh, no, this is 22, 23. They have a lot on there. Excuse me, I was looking at the wrong year. Uh, but that could, you know, that could be potentially that could potentially hurt them if having two guys out for a lengthy period of time having to bring guys in. 
So that could really hurt them. Uh, but Brett Leeson re-signing, that's kind of big for them to get a depth guy back, as Colin just mentioned. Uh, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up. We'll continue kind of this D.C. area sports show today as uh, we'll talk Nationals. Ryan Zimmerman, Jersey retirement over the weekend, and they broke an eight-game skid yesterday. And Battle for the Bellway begins tomorrow, so... Interesting rivalry. Talk about that next after this two minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above market trade in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At Mountaineer Kitchens and Baths, we ensure your home is both beautiful and functional. We've been taking care of our neighbors for over 25 years. We specialize in kitchen and bathroom remodeling from start to finish, from design until installation. Whether it's countertops, cabinets, backsplashes, or full baths, we've got you covered. Custom work done with care. We are Mountaineer Kitchens and Baths. After a two-year COVID break, Valley Guns 2 is having their seventh annual sidewalk sale on July 2nd. Browse 108 feet of sale and clearance items, such as Smith & Wesson handguns like the MP2.0 40 caliber full-size semi-auto and the MP2.0 compact or the Model 60 Pro Series and 442 revolver. It's the seventh annual sidewalk sale at Valley Guns 2, exit 5 off I-81 in Woodwest, Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com. Right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your June 20th, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Buenick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin hanging out with you today here. Now we'll move to our final segment of the day as we wrap things up. About five or so minutes left in the show. Uh, Big weekend for the Nationals. Uh, They nearly hit a walk-off homer on Saturday after the Ryan Zimmerman jersey retirement ceremony, but uh, it was weird. It, like Bob Carpenter on the call on on Masson had the you know had the voice for a homer. Listened back to the audio we got sent, and it sounded like it was a home run from Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. 
and then it like it hit the wind. It hit like a wind tunnel and just fell down right even before uh, the warning track. So would have been cool to see a walk off win for the Nationals on the day they retire Ryan Zimmerman's jersey. As you know, he had eleven walk offs in his career with the Nationals, and they nicknamed Mister Walk Off. So I, that would have been a pretty cool deal, uh, but. Unfortunately, they didn't get it done, but it was a great ceremony they had there. And uh, here's, let me find this part right here. This is about a two-minute clip. It's kind of the ending. It, it's, he did about a 19-minute speech, but this about sums up all his time in Washington, the 17-year career, being the first national to be drafted by the team and playing out his whole career. One of my favorite quotes is, to whom much is given, much is expected. I love this because as a pro baseball player, I had the opportunity to do something every day that people dreamed about doing since they were a kid. I never forgot that. My dad used to say, there's always someone trying to take your job. So I showed up every day and prepared and worked and gave myself the best chance to succeed because, well, I didn't want anyone to take my job. But honestly, I felt that I owed that type of effort to the game of baseball and maybe more importantly, I owed it to all of you who watch me every day. A lot of you had that same dream about playing Major League Baseball. I got to do that for 17 years, and I never wanted to take that for granted. Not even for one day. I didn't succeed all the time, not even close, but I could live with the failures because I knew I prepared and did everything I could to help the team win that day. Some days, the other guy or the other team was just better. I say all this because I think this is what defines my career. Sure. I was a pretty good player. Had some good years, did some cool stuff, hit some walk-off homers, won a World Series, but there's always a but after the good stuff. I also got hurt a few times, had to change positions, and honestly, had some pretty mediocre seasons. I think number 11 is up there today because, yes, I could play some ball, but more because I brought the right attitude, work ethic, commitment, and consistency every single year, day in and day out. And ultimately, I think this is what has earned the respect of everyone in the D.C. area. And to me, that is the greatest accomplishment any athlete can have. I knew I knew I was given a great opportunity, but I also knew much was expected of me. And it was my honor to try and live up to those expectations for the last 17 years. Thank you. I think that was a great way to end his speech there. Um, he is, you know, the guy that built they built this franchise around, and I think he was well deserved of having his jersey retired, uh, you know, six months after he retired. Uh, but you know, Jason Worth spoke, and he said, I believe he's the one that said, you know, soon there'll be a big statue outside left field. Definitely. I mean, I just think that kind of goes to show the kind of guy and the way that he talked. He said, it's not why it's not about how all I played because I didn't have that many great seasons. It's about the work ethic and the, you know, what he put in to be the guy. And he was always there. I heard a lot of stuff over the weekend. Like he bought a, he bought guys their first suits coming up and just, you know, a lot of stuff. And it was well deserved for a whole weekend there. The Nats did end their eight game losing streak on Sunday with a, I believe, a nine to three victory over the Phillies. Here's a walk-off, or excuse me, three-run homer by Soto. I can't really hear it. Messed that up a little bit, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Trip Tobin for coming on. We'll be back tomorrow. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow.